What's up, everybody? I had this nice intro all planned, and then I forgot to hit record. So, you know, it was like with me and my new co-host, and then you know, I wasn't able to do it because I forgot to hit record. So I have to go and do this all on my own again. And it feels weird doing it on my own. But as you can see, after 195 episodes, we still make mistakes. So with that said, let's drop that intro. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-host and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, indeed, Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. Well, not on this episode. This episode, it's all about 10 scale. That's right. Episode 195 is all about 10 scale, guys. Joining me, my co-host, Riley and Hefty Jesus, who you'll meet later on. And we're going to talk about the first ever Raw Off-Road National Championships that were held up in the Pacific Northwest that Hefty went to. And, of course, we're going to talk about the EFRA Electric Touring Car Championships that were held at Trenchen Hoodie, Hoodie Arena there in um, Slovakia as well. We greatly appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, we're going to talk about 10 scale. We're back into full effect here. I'm back from Italy. I had a great time, fully recovered. I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime for anytime soon unless somebody's wants me to come to a race and, you know, I go or whatever. But it looks like I'm here till August and just kind of chilling. I uh, might be doing some virtual work here later on. With some some things, we'll see how it goes. But no more trips for me for a while. I'm looking forward to watching a lot of racing, covering it, uh, and talking about it. So we're back to normal normal schedule. Max, a little bit sick, a little bit taken over with work, so he's taking a little break. He will be back this week, uh, but he wasn't going to talk about ten scale anyways. But Riley and Hefty, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you to all the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Uh, I do need a big favor from you guys. Being as we got hacked, I got hacked. I lost my personal Facebook, my personal Instagram, as well as the No Name RC Podcast Instagram, as well as my WhatsApp number. I lost that while in Italy. Got to get a new number as well. If you guys can go to our Instagram and follow that, please, it will re- greatly help me. We was almost at 2,000 followers when I, when I lost it, and I've been using my Instagram quite a lot. So please go there, follow us, and give it a like. And if you could go to our YouTube too, uh, we need to grow that. We definitely need to grow the YouTube. And and follow me as a friend. If you see somebody, Keenan Keith White, it's not a hack. It's not fraud. It's me. 
I had to make a new profile. Uh, so thank you to all the NNRC squad around the world, especially the new friends that I ma- made in Italy. Also, shout out to the patrons of the podcast. Without you guys' extra support, I can't do this without you. You will get early release of this podcast and get to listen to us ramble on about 10 skill and geek out on that early. So thank you. If you wish to become a patron, there's a link in the written description of this podcast. Also, big thank you to all the awesome sponsors and companies that support the podcast. Remember, everybody, Showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. And they are, if you love the book, you love the online course, Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires. I heard that the website's up, so you can go order as well. High Tech RCD. I'm about to put my high tech, high tech servers in my boat and my Mayako here shortly. In fact, I'm charging up batteries for my boat now. Uh, TNR Fuels. I need to get some TNR Fuels for my cars. I'm going to be running some Nitro here soon as well. Mayako, which I will be building that. Shout out to all the NPC guys. Love you like life. Beach Nation, Beach RC. Shout out to Brent RC. Brent at Beach RC and Lucas. I'm going to get Lucas on her very soon, actually, to talk about his adventures and just have a good chat about RC. Techno RC. Shout out to the Techno RC team. Matt Walter, Daniel Lewis, and those guys doing good things over there. Thank you for the MT410, which I will be getting together soon. That's a batteries for it. Just need to get uh, some wheels, tires, and a body for it. Lugs racing tires. Here you guys got something new coming out. Can't wait to see. Got to get you on. Talk about all of that. JQ Scale Motorsports. G-Spec RC Tuning for all your cabling needs. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic for all your traction needs. Some Pedal USA, our new sponsor. Uh, happy to have them on board. They just sent me some batteries for the Techno. I'm going to do an unboxing of them. In fact, I got a couple of unboxings. Got a new radio, too, an unbox. Um uh also shout out to racecraft usa clinic rc i want to say happy birthday to vicky it was your birthday last week friday i didn't get to say happy birthday i hope you and tony enjoyed your birthday weekend shout out to everyone at rcgp big shout out to you guys you did a great job last week looking forward to the uk great decision to what you made you worked out with the brca for the upcoming round in the uk uh shout out to david ronafalk and everybody up there in the Nordics, Joseph, everybody enjoying that midsummer. JQ is going crazy up there. I think they spend like three days partying. It's like a Nordic thing, longest weekend of the year, or longest day of the year, all up there. So, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Jared Tebow, who helps support the podcast. Alex Hybrack, just all the supporters of the podcast. And remember, everybody, we have links and coupon codes and everything you can want for these for these sponsors. It, you know, just using that helps us out. You can save some money. You can help us make some money. Or even if we don't have an affiliate link or anything, just say, hey, I heard about them on a no-name RC podcast. Thank you for sponsoring them and showing some love. It greatly helps us out. We greatly appreciate that. All right. So before I introduce you to my co-host this week, <clears throat> I also had some shout-outs and say thank yous. I saw today that it was Spencer Klein's birthday. See, was 16. Happy birthday to you, Spencer. You're eligible for a license. I don't know if you can drive, I guess, in Oklahoma. And like I said, happy birthday to Vicky as well. It's her birthday. I want to say a shout-out to CTRC, man. I see they're back racing, again, club racing. And I saw that, like, yeah, dude, and that guy's a pony, and I'm out there having fun. I saw they are racing at Channel Islands this past weekend, too. It's great to see that track up and running. And, yeah, just big shout-outs to everybody that raced this weekend. There was a lot of racing going on. And, um, yeah, it's good to see. Good to see. Happy to see. So with all that said, I'm going to get on. We're going to go talk to our, you know, bring on Hefty, bring on Riley. And we're going to talk all about the first ever raw carpet offer at Nationals. And of course, the EFRA 
European Electric Touring Car Championships uh, with Hefty and Riley. So we got down below my good buddy Riley, who we haven't got a nickname for him, but he's got good internet today. So I want to talk about talk to him. I want to talk about ten scale stuff, and then we got uh, the new guy, vice vice host, Hefty Jesus, who uh, who is an avid racer. Um, he's also was at the carpet nats this week, which is great. So we had a front row, front row seat of everything that I ran on because I do think this was a very important race. Um, but before we go on, I just want to, he's the team manager for side piece racing, uh, but he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, how he got into RC and what his, what he's doing right now and how he ended up on this podcast. Cause he has one of his own as well. Yeah. That, you know, thanks lefty for, uh, for having me here. Uh, excited to talk about, you know, everything RC love, uh, love the hobby, you know, kind of maybe love it too much sometimes, if you know what I mean, we'll oh, yeah. get there. And, uh, but you know, been racing since, uh, 92, uh, going back to pan cars, 10th scale, 12th scale, uh, you know, used to race loose dirt off-road, you know, like, Where I don't we? think people remember that with two wheel drive cars. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like where you had no traction and you had to use throttle control, like with silly brush <laughs> motors, you know, anyway, but, um, you know, forget all that nonsense. Um, you know, fast forwarding to, uh, you know, reality, I got back into the hobby in, uh, in 08, mm-hmm. um, someone who I used to know, um, as, as a kid opened up a track, uh, this guy's name's Donnie Leah, uh, multiple time, like national, uh, champ and uh, world's finalist. And uh, he had a track in in Long Island, New York, and um, it got me hooked back in. And uh, I've been in ever since. And you just keep on getting in deeper and deeper. And yeah, deeper. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and been focusing on on mostly 12 scale and uh, 10 scale uh, four wheel drive electric uh, on road racing. Um, but you know, uh, been dabbling with the little. Um, two-wheel drive buggy and uh, four-wheel drive buggy, um, you know, over the last few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, folks who, who don't know side piece racing, that, that's, uh, it started off just doing um, some like option parts for like x-ray touring cars and top touring cars. And, and then it kind of, it blew up into other things, um, you know, where, where the people behind uh, bringing automatics into the States and, uh, a bunch of other like you know brands so so Automatics, Roche, Wild Turbo Fan, Montec, um, Sun Pedal, yes, uh, Fenix, um, and one of the newest things is Will Speed, mm-hmm. uh, which is this uh, billet aluminum um, chassis uh, conversion kit manufacturer out of the United uh, the UK, and so um, yeah you know I, I was just down at the the carpet gnats um in albany oregon so Mm -hmm. uh i i recently i was i'm an east coast guy and i recently just moved to um the west coast uh but i'm like almost in canada uh up in seattle where it rains all the time and although it's sunny today but you know that that hardly ever happens and um so uh this track uh that hosted the roar carpet nationals first ever uh, it's just a short four-hour drive for me south um that's not bad though it's it's not the worst thing in the world you know realistically but uh, yeah you know unfortunately in seattle there's not many permanent tracks uh there's mm-hmm. only one permanent track which is uh tacoma uh it's uh indoor clay um 
that's not my favorite. So like, I, I don't really mess with that so much. I, I've tried to go a few times, but the day job keeps on getting in the way. But, uh, gotcha. you know, it gotcha. is what it is. And that track looks so. really fun for how small it is. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I don't think Tacoma's so small. You know, it, it's a decent sized track and has good depth and has a really nice driver stand. It's I think I'm high. just used to like an A skill size track yeah. being Hobbyplex local. So, yeah. I know but, what yeah. big is. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's like medium size, I guess. For like a 10 skill track, it's it's decent size. That's yeah, the track run by Scott yep. Brown. Used to be like top driver and all that stuff as, as yep. well or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's I've gone to the Worlds before, been in some finals. So, Hey, so real quick, on the guy, Will Speed, he actually makes some really badass tr trophies too. I saw he made some. I, I really want this guy to make something for me to put up here in the, in the studio. His, his aluminum work is off the hook, I'm telling you. So yeah. I saw some trophies he had made for a race in the UK, and um, I'm gonna get him to make something and yeah, give they, it away. They did some, uh, I think, setup gauges as trophies, and really? they've done some other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, they they have um, a, a lot of skill behind them, and and it's actually the guys um, that were in the engineering, um, and uh, ultimately there was an intern mm -hmm. at this company called. Um, uh, 10th Technologies, and they uh, made the X10 and X11 Predator. Uh, those are the kind of the oh. things I think people would know about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so that, more that was a way exactly. that car was way ahead of its time. That that car, when I look at that car, and I like because I I see that car in like two, when did that come out? 2008. It was like yeah, something like that. Super long ago. I seen that when I was a little kid, and I'm like, holy crap! I'm looking at it like I looked at it probably this year. I'm looking at it, and it's like the nicest car. It's still super smooth. All the weight's like super low on the car. The shocks are laid down. It's like super ahead of its time. Yeah. And who knows? Like they might they might come together with something like that. You know, they've been focusing on like a, a two-wheel drive and uh, conversions for a variety of, of like manufacturers. They have, uh, you know, the kind of the big one, AE. Um, mm. They're working on a low C. They don't have that yet. They have a Yokomo, uh, they have an X-Ray, and they have a, a Schumacher. Uh, they also have some of the trucks that are out there for stadium truck, and um, they have an AE four-wheel. Uh, and, you know, cool-looking cars. Uh, mine are uh, totally filthy right now, and they're nowhere near me because just got la back last night from the race. So, anyway. Yeah, I was shocked when you answered, when you answered me so early this morning. And you have a podcast called RC Track Racks. Uh, track rat rats sorry yeah uh, yeah just briefly about that yeah we've been doing um track rats for um a few years now uh on and off a little bit um i i've had the luxury of having uh two co-hosts uh with me um first guy was uh monty panzica and uh oh i mean his name is the mangler and uh then another guy uh his name is phil trotta uh, monty uh is a renowned oval racer um multiple times uh snowbirds mod uh 10 okay. scale oval winner uh he also, he also used to work at um john's bsr he was the guy mountain foam tires for people for mm. a lot of years so he knows okay. all about foam tires okay and um and phil trotta uh this is another another good good guy out of new york um known him for a while um 
one of the best guys to go buy uh, a piece of used equipment off of because Bill doesn't keep things for long. That's all I'll say. <laughs> cool, cool. So you can check out uh, RC Track Rats. It's what on most Apple, I guess, on. It, we do it on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, we have a live show uh, where we'll have one tomorrow. Uh, we just got to schedule it. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll be talking about some of the similar things again uh, on Track Rats, along with some of uh, uh, Monty uh, – I'm sorry, The Mangler's um, uh, current <laughs> exploits uh, down at, at his local racetrack in Florida. Awesome. Awesome news. Awesome news. Well, thank you for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we also greatly appreciate uh, Sampadal coming on, Sampadal USA coming on. And, um, you know, uh, we're looking forward to talk. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you about these two races. So uh, yeah. we're going to get right into it. So this week, we're going to be doing no RC news. The RC news is going to be all about these two races. And it's brought to you by these three awesome companies. It's brought to you by High Tech RCD. TNR Fuse, and of course, Sampadal USA. Uh, first off, I'd like to say hi, thank you to High Tech RCD. Or, I mean, sorry, to TNR Fuse, because even though we're all about the glory at this podcast and the glorious Nitro, this podcast is about 10 scale, but TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. You can buy it throughout the, Amer throughout the USA. He's got it in a lot of hobby shops, but if you would like to get in contact with him, Try out some of the fuel or get it in your local shop. Hit them on back, Chris at tnrfuels.com or go to the site at www.tnrfuels.com and or look him up on Facebook too. He'll contact you right away. Um, he's a busy man, but check him out. And thank you to TNR Fuels for all their support. And um, I think we're just going to go right into it, guys. Um, first ever Roar Carpet Nationals. I am not a big 10 scale guy, but I think that this is, uh, I think this is a very important race. I'm glad that it happened because I think that carpet is the future. I think it's how we get uh, more people into racing. I, I learned this when I went to England and I was over there and saw how they would make a track in a, a, a night and you can just do it anywhere. Uh, I know there's a lot of dirt purists out there, but I'm sorry. This is the future, and to have a nationals for this is big because that's that shows that the industry, America's finally seeing what like Europe's seen all this time. This is the future. This is what's been getting keep it like in the UK. And scale is huge because of this. They understand that it's a totally different skill too. Like you, you can't just practice on a dirt track, go to a carpet track, and dominate. Like you have to actually put in work on carpet to go fast on carpet. Your thoughts on that, Hefty? I know this is a big deal for you. You was there, you, like home track for you. How did you feel? Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's always interesting. Like I was talking to some of the, the folks who'd never been to the facility before. <laughs> and, you know, carpet setups seem to kind of translate decently. Um, there's one guy who did really well this past weekend, Jeff Stack. Uh, he's a stock TLR driver. And um, him and his buddy Scott came out to uh, like, you know, basically win two national championships. And they got, he got half the job done. He got one. Okay. And, you know, for the most part, um, he said he dampened up his, uh, his wheeler. And then they were just mostly chasing gearing, gearing and like speedo settings and things like that, just to make sure they had the right amount of power. Because for them, this track was huge. And they normally don't run on something that has like 120 foot straight away. So, it was trying to figure out how to keep the temps down, but yet have the power of uh, all their other competitors. 
interesting stuff. We're going to put up some video of the track while we talk about this. This does not belong to me, by the way. This is live RC's footage. I always like to say that before we go in and, and go into deep. Well, I think we should know. We won't be able to see it like that. We'll, we'll put it on the side with it like that. Uh, tell us a little bit about this facility. Why is this so slow? Is this me? Let's see. You yeah, guys so talk about it while I, I figure this out over here. This, this track um, is operated by a gentleman. His name's Casey. And uh, he you'll see him on the stand there. He's on the left uh, videoing. And um, he's had a hobby store for, uh, I think, 10 plus years now in, in roughly the same area in Oregon. Um, and they uh, this is in a mall. Uh, so, you know, a shopping mall in the United States. And this used to be um, a Sears. And so it is a 96,000 square foot building. It's ridiculous. Wow. It's huge. And so he has not just RC there. Like this is one of eight tracks. It's by far the nicest and the biggest track. Um, like there's a crawler track and a funster track, you know, with some jumps and whatever else there. And, um, you know, an on-road track, an oval track, uh, you know, this, that, whatever else track, a mini off-road track. And, um, but he also has other businesses that he runs out of there. He has like a side-by-side, -side, you know, like the Can-Am side-by-side. So he sells those and they do repairs on those and they race those too out in the desert. So this guy, he's all about racing and it, it's, it's pretty cool to find someone who makes, you know, a living just racing. That's yeah. not something you normally see. Yeah, that's. That's very hard, uh, but he's supplemented. It's kind of like LCRC, too. LCRC is another great facility. Well, you, it's, you, you're from up that area. I don't know if you ever been there, but they supplement that by actually having, um, uh, they have motorcycles, his, right? Yeah, he's and a motorcycle quads. shop and, mm -hmm. and quads and all that stuff. So he, he supplements <clears> it. <throat> I don't know what's going on with my internet, but I'm not able to play that video. I'm going to keep trying. But um, let's. So I think the guy you was talking about was Jake Stackowicz. I think he's from Ohio. Yep. Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I have talked to him before. Um, I've seen he's been doing very well in stock as well. I will have some questions about stock. Uh, Riley, give us your opinion on the track as well. You 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 watch this. This is, you know, you love this type of stuff. What did you think of it? Yeah, um, it looks like a fun layout. I I don't know. I didn't drive on it, but for the most part, it produced good racing. It wasn't too, too crazy. Like there was a double in the middle that produced a lot of mistakes and that was like the passing zone. But other than that, the track was pretty cool. Um, there's definitely fast lines to take. Like there was a couple sweeping corners on the right side of the track. And after that double actually, and it looked like you could absolutely nail a line or you could hit a pipe and it would be ruined. Yep. And lots of races were ruined. Really? It, yeah. Yeah. That was so, the spot. What was there? What was the turnout for this race? Let's see. I believe it was pretty low, but I mean, uh, so it was 82 drivers, 153 enters, but that's I, I, common for a national event. Okay. Uh, like, cause you know, you have to, be a roar member you mm -hmm. have to follow roar rules like the the biggest thing uh that i expected most people to have problems with they have a voltage rule where mm. you have to show up at 840 and if you're over you sit down you don't get to run and yeah. you know that it's a it's a tough rule um and it's especially tough for like new people mm -hmm. but like in particular like off-road racers 
they're showing up with their their packs at like 844 849 at most places they don't care and they're just doing you know a bunch of silliness and um so i thought that would be a hard thing for people um what i what i also thought was interesting was just like the turnout from a lot of the locals uh unfortunately was down and yeah. you know there that been that jay concept race uh same track a month ago and the turnout was a bit larger there but you know it was one less day or or even two less days depending upon how you look at it uh it, you know it was cheaper and just you know less tech le less of everything and mm -hmm. um so you know it, it is what it is like you know people um who want to compete at this level you know they they normally take it pretty serious and so like you know I, i'm uh uh I'm going to call myself an up and coming off-road driver. Um, and, you know, -man extraordinaire. yeah, something like that, but it's all right because the first off-road race I went to, I was in the D and the C that's what right. I qualified into. And I raised my way up. So, you know, the reality is, um, you know, it's really about getting used to the, the environment and getting, you know, uh, getting used to like the setup elements and what you need to do, like, how much tires matter or don't matter and um oh yeah and tires matter and so um you know fresh tires it, it's all about fresh tires and um you know it, i brought back some of my uh tire sidewall gluing tricks from on road in four wheel but you know the, the reality is it's you know consistency hitting your lines and not failing that's really what it's about yeah, well, I think we're watching A2, a four-wheel driver. Um, wow, it's, this track is fast, too. They're flying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a, a lot two. of you say a lot of the locals didn't show up because of tech. I mean, but that happens a lot, too. Whenever there's yeah. war, and, and I mean, even in the Nitro side, I've seen many people come in, and they're like, what do you mean I got to tech my tank, or my car has to be this much? Or, you know, so it, it throws a lot of people off. Then put on, like, you know, uh, spec tires and and whatnot and, and all that good stuff so yeah i get that i get that unfortunate but i think this will only grow because i mean the beautiful thing about this is that it, you can how you can hold these anywhere like raw could have this in vegas next year if they want you know yep. and and that would be the beautiful thing about it all right let's talk about some of some of the the dumb all right so let's just come up I, i've said this on the podcast i'm gonna say it again Dakota fan right now is the best all-around off-road driver in RC. He's he's winning in eight-scale racing. He's pretty much untouchable in two-wheel drive, it seems like, even on carpet or dirt. He, again, TLR dominant her. Let's see. What what did they what did they end up with her? So it was uh, four titles. Yeah. Fan came first, Cav came third in in two-wheel drive. Uh, triple main results. I mean, what can we say? TLR and Fend are killing it right now in that in that section. Yeah, Fend is amazing. Yeah, Fend is amazing. I uh, I agree with you now. Yeah, after this. Race, oh, now you agree? I have to. Yeah, I have to. It's yeah, insane. I, I think the the interesting part though is like Fend he he gave up a a win in four wheel and he right. gave it up in yeah. qualifying. Yeah. So. In in Q one he fended himself. See, I've been listening to the podcast. I know what your <laughs> verbs are. All right. So he fended himself onto the straightaway. He fended himself. 
And, oh, um, so that that was bad for him. And then uh, I think in the second one, he might have just tapped out while he was in the lead, you know, again. And he was, you know, it was it was so rough. He was in the B sort the next day and he just had to put runs in like clean runs. So he would be somewhere like to try to do something. Really? Yeah. Did he end up like sixth? Uh, he was starting third on the grid. So oh, he started third. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So at, at the end of qualifying, he was he did all right. You know, Cav was in front of him, um, and you know, Cav had tremendously consistent runs. He had one TQ. I think it was in, it was either in two wheel or or uh, Wheeler, but he took uh, round one TQ. Two, and um, yeah, right. it yeah it might have been. I don't remember which one. Hey, okay, yeah, uh, I forget. Sorry. I yep. And you know, just the, the reality is like those guys were delivering and you know uh, the only other guy who was really you know on that level was brock mm -hmm. and brock was putting it in in four wheel putting it in in two wheel you know in qualifying um the other person who kind of peaked up um as compared to the jaycon race was ty tessman in four wheel mm. um tessman took the practice tq and you know there was a lot of talk about um, that new diff they have in the in the center of the car, you know, Riley, maybe you can talk about what that is. I don't really know much about it, but all the AE guys were sweating it, and they wanted to find a way to put that thing in their car. In four wheel. In four wheel. Really. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, now the only diff thing I know about X-ray was their active diff for two wheel, but I don't even know anything about that. Yeah, they got something in four wheel. And it allows them to sort of change the behavior under acceleration and braking. Literally, I, I you know, I maybe I'm not maybe at that like level yet. Active, maybe it's like the active diff for two wheel, but just a center diff. So like, yep. maybe they have like a slippage inside to where it creates slip. Yeah, like a it's just it's just like the old Losi clicker. Okay. Same oh. same functionality, but in a shaft drive car. Um, and, you know, I, I at the end of the race, I asked uh, Cav and Fenn straight up because I was talking with them and, and Thomas Tran about some other stuff, like about springs. Mm -hmm. And they were just running their normal stuff. Nothing fancy in the middle of the car. Um, but there's probably some other guys that were on the track that had that diff or something very close to that diff in their cars. Oh, really? We're not going to out them, but, you know. <laughs> hey what about the goat man i'm telling you he's on the way back up uh, everybody you know even I, I i i'm sorry i'll never doubt you again goat but you know uh i think after the pep talk on the podcast the other day he's kind of yeah i think so too yeah i think so, I, I think so you know he goes to he goes to silver state wins truggy tqs you know tqs does dwell kind of blows out now he's but in carpet and in tan scale, he hasn't, I don't think he's, he's just, he's out of the, out of all these guys now that he was racing with, he's still, like I put Cav as if you had a carpet world right now, he could win that. I think he could be, well, he'd be in the top three. I don't know if he could win it, but out of, compared to like Mayfield and Tessman, Maltiba isn't doing tan scale no more, but Cav is, he's kind of figured out the the carpet thing, I would say here. And well, and just tan scale, the TLR tan scale period. I think it's, I think it's the TLR teams figured it mm -hmm. out. And like yeah. they stepped it up this race and you know, the reality is like, they're just doing all the right things right now. You know, the yeah. drivers, you know, hell they, they had a, uh, like a totally different sort of situation. Like they might've struggled a little bit in maybe qualifying, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but they delivered in racing. You know, the drivers ran really well. Um, in, in racing too, like, uh, you know, Mayfield, he, he'd come from nowhere to be knocking on a podium. And so like, he would just drive up through the field, watching people blow out, you know, doing whatever, making moves on people. It, you know, it was, it was impressive to watch him. If you weren't looking at the pointy end, mm-hmm. you scan the rest of the field. He was really making things happen. Do we think, do we think we're going to see Mayfield do intense scale next year? And if so, for Yokomo? Yeah. Yes. And then no. Okay. I'd agree with that last okay. statement. I, I, I actually, I, I want to, I would make an even bolder statement, but I won't, but uh, uh, I, I just have a feeling about what, associated. I have a feeling that it's contract year this year. And I, and I think, I think um, I've been hearing rumors about certain things. So I, I, I don't want to start yet, but I, I, I just, let's just say I won't be surprised if certain big guys move at the end of this year. So, oh yeah, no, I'm not shocked I, at all. I already know. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I don't know who or where, but I know he's leaving. And we're going to talk about Brock, but I, I was hoping that we, I, I, I kind of made a post about this. I was trying to get some hype going for this. I was trying to ramp up the Brock and, and Spencer beef, but nothing happened. And nothing think, happened, but nothing happened because where was Spencer? Yep. Behind Brock the entire time. What is going on? He is supposed to be like the the flagship guy for AE. He has to he has to be winning these races or podium these races. And he let's be honest, he's definitely in a rivalry of Brock for sure. Like they they dislike each other. And and I don't care what anybody says. Him and him and Fenn have a little thing going on too. Maybe their new car is just not as good as they thought. And Riley, you said it, not me. So when AE decides to send out a you know. <laughs> Hey, I said maybe. one of the letters. Jig, right. I send it to you. What? <laughs> give me your thoughts on that. Uh, give me your thoughts, Hefty, because you was there. And Riley, you can you can ask, answer after that as well. I I think a lot of manufacturers when they drop a new car, they can struggle. Mm-hmm. The more mm-hmm. things you change, the more you you either have an advantage or you don't. And you know, when you change a shock platform, that's big. Like, dude, the competition are running your springs the V2 springs. And, you know, I, I actually think they're looking other places for springs now, but because they think you're going to discontinue. But, you know, the reality is it's always great when a manufacturer releases a new car and then forces all their drivers to run it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't have the outcome you want. Yeah, I would say that it, they have to figure it out. <sighs> I don't I, know. I think when you release a car, you just have to have it in a, on a working range that's like insane like you should have each car should have a, a bigger working range instead of a smaller working range and i feel like each car i see get really released has a smaller working range it's harder to get a setup on it that is perfect for that condition but it it depends like tlr they released a new car what in 2019 dude their their car is the oldest car out of any car yeah and that's but they fine. have some parts they figured it there, out i think they, they did figure it out and the flip side is, you know, AE is copying X-Ray right now with their release schedule. They're popping one every year. Drive sales. It's not not a bad move. Mm-mm. They got that's Good. what has to happen. They have to sell cars. Yep. So let's talk about Brock. So this is his specialty. This is 
if this is the future, this is where he has to shine. Like he has to, in my opinion, like Brock has to do well at these races. If he doesn't, then he's not doing it. Like, yes, he can compete in car. He can compete in dirt. And and he can do and believe it or not, he can compete in eight scale too when the track is right and all that stuff. But this is what he does. And he, he seems to he seemed to kind of get his head cleared. And I mean, he gets a four-wheel drive championship. And I mean, you was there maybe could he have got could he had something for Fenn? Could he have beaten Fenn in two-wheel drive? It, it was close. Like yeah. all, he picked up the pieces when Fenn dropped them. Mm-hmm. That's really what happened. So it was Fenn's to lose. And it was either going to be Brock or Cav. That's really what it came down to. And the the challenge, though, like, and I, I don't know if everyone gets this, is there's, like, a strong AE team. Mm-hmm. There's a strong TLR team. There's not a Schumacher team. Got you. There's two or guys. Yokomo. Yeah. yeah. Or what, X-Ray. What's but a Yokomo? There's one those. of them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, like, but if you think about just the numbers here, and like I might Wait. be wrong by a few people, there's basically two Schumachers. There was one Yokomo. No, I think there was two Yokomos. Didn't uh, 40 plus the TQ? Okay. Okay. Great. So two, so two. Two. You know, like, but it, it doesn't, <laughs> when there's two, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And you're by yourself. There's, there was like four X rays. All right. Um, you know, and when you're off on an island, it's it's hard because you're doing mm-hmm. all the work yourself and you know you don't have a lot of people to lean into and you know like blake is usually in mains he wasn't in mains you know he was in the bees so you know the competition level was you know definitely high in the mod class so you know whoever made the main is really they're making things happen you know right, so right. even if they didn't win they're still they're they're putting people who are usually in the main oh. out of the main. Got you. Got you. Uh speaking of which, Dustin Evans, like 50 years old, still making mains. Um, like I always say, like this guy just always stays in RC, but he's always making these mains. And I guess it's it's difficult because when you look at uh, this is my next question. I look at Born of Crime, Matt Matty G. He he didn't make the main. David Bada didn't make the main. He's a young, fast. Fast up and coming stock guys that you know we're expecting. I'm expecting big things out of them. And probably I know carpet it isn't probably years. their thing. It, apparently it does. Are we gonna see now? Does it take like should should Maddie G should Dave, Davey Battle be worried that they're not in the A mains here, or do they just refocus and worry about the dark that race well, coming up? Maddie's I think they're disappointed for sure. I'm sure they're disappointed, but mm-hmm. but I, I think the, the time to, to grow a stock racer into a mod racer, it, it, it sort of depends on the disciplines. Like, mm. and it also depends on the person. So in the, in the last, like in, in an on-road space, there's been two people I know really well that have transitioned from stock racer to mod racer. All right. The first guy was Donnie Leah. And so Donnie in 2008, he won every stock race in 12 scale. And, you know, fast forward a few years to 2014, um, he qualified third at the worlds in Florida and, you know, he's won a bunch of snowbirds like mod races and roar national championships and mod and whatever else. But that's like calendar wise, that's like five years. Okay. All right. The, the other angle is, um, there's, a uh, 
a, a great guy, uh, Sam Isaacs. He's now our, our six-time Roar Mod Touring Car National Champion. And before we started working with Sam, um, he didn't really run mod ever. We'd known Sam for a long time, you know, just a kid out of Maryland, club racing with us, things like that. And he, he left, went to college, came back like a whole new man and was, you know, racing stock and super stock touring with us. And um, somehow or another, like Sam turned himself because it wasn't us. It was just a little encouragement. He turned himself into a mod national champion in nine months. But that's there was kind of a vacuum at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like we had the two people he was really racing was Paul Lemieux and Kevin Hebert. And there wasn't 15 guys he was racing. Right. I got you. So, you know, it's a, it's a little different. And, you know, so if you have, you have Kevin and Paul beating each other down, it allowed Sam to grab that first one in, in 2017. And, you know, kind of, he just ran with it ever since. So these guys, you know, like they're, they are all very skilled, you know, that, mm. and, you know, if, if you, if they decided to step down and run stock, they would probably crush everyone. Mm. And, you know, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, maybe they need a new battery and a new motor. Cause like whatever they had last year in their cars are old and dead, but you know, they'd probably do great. It's so I just think it's, they got to get used to whatever that new thing is to make them fast and mod. What do you think, Riley? You're, 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 you're younger. You're friends with these guys. You, you, what about Tom? What if, if Tom would have been there? Where would have Tom been? Because Tom is flying too. He can get it done in stock. He can get it done in mod. He, he can, he can, and he's young. Man, if he, if he raised stock, he would have taken stock. Okay. I don't think that, I don't think there is anything crazy happening in stock this weekend. Like the people that are normally there, normally there, like dug it in a TQ. Okay, I get it. But, um, and mod, that's, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. He'd probably be, probably be like seventh or eighth qualifying wise. And I think he'd finish about there. But how long, how long is, how long are Kevin Mayfield and Tasman going to be significant? Tasman's young. Yeah. That's 29. Ben's yeah. still young too. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Those guys. Where was Kev Barry Schimmel at this race? Because this is the only other really fast stock guy. Where, why wasn't he there? I uh, I don't sure. know. I don't know if he had the the cashola to come out. Could be. I thought this would have been like on the definitely on the menu, being as they have a carpet track and all that stuff. Uh let's show something. Who he was didn't the go to the. He didn't go to the warm up. I don't think either. No, I didn't. Really, money yeah. man, budgets, prices for yeah. tickets are expensive right now. Yeah, it's real. And so, yeah. like one of one of his locals at a coastal um is another driver i have a lot of experience with his name's clayton young mm -hmm. and uh he's an on-road guy but he just moved to virginia beach area so that's his new local track and um you know quick plug uh clayton young he's going to be running for roar Prentice. i know that i'm going to have him on her i'm going to have him on all right her. So, already. so clayton was doing a little bit of promoting for himself uh while you know this was his first ever like uh big carpet or a big off-road race of anything like that. Mm -hmm. He's gone to somewhere and he did, he did really well. You know, he made some B mains in, uh, in, uh, you know, the stock classes and, you know, it's, uh, 
it's always fun to see like people like starting to realize things and things clicking. So we were, I, he was sitting next to me all, all weekend and we were just heckling the hell out of him and trying to help him go faster. So, yeah. And you know what? I, I, I have to give kudos to raw. I give kudos to raw for, for doing this. I, like I said, I think this is the future. I think we're just going to see less and less clay tracks. I know Riley doesn't like the sound of that. I can see it in his eyes. I mean, think places like the Plex will stay around. But I mean, if you, right. you're seeing places like OCRC, I mean, but that's a, you know, OCRC was in a, a different type of area, expensive. There will always be clay tracks, but I just, I just see this as just the gateway. This is the gateway drug for people. It's got traction. You ain't got to worry about sanding on tires. You can get away with putting, you know, a fast motor in your car and still going fast and, and having fun. You look so, up a setup. Yeah, you know, it it, it it it's just easier for people and then they graduate to other things. But uh congratulations to Raw for having the first carpet nationals. Congratulations to Dakota Fenn for like now he must have like fifty nationals titles. He's like not even twenty-six yet. Um uh also to Brock because this he stays he now stays relevant and this is what he needs is if he's gonna be a professional. Well, he is a professional RC car driver. And um, Schumacher is probably going to kick ass this because as we're recording this, it's the Euros have started, or the practice for Euros, oh, which is yeah. a week long, which I'll be watching, which should be great, uh, and whatnot. But uh, and I have to give some shout outs to the guy Jake Stakeovitz. It's good to see these stock guys going out there and winning it. Like you know, it was another guy who done really well. Sam and Moran, uh, right? That's why one name I want to bring up. Uh, so tell us a little bit about him. Uh, I don't know, Riley. Do you know Sammy well? Um, I don't know him too well, but I'm pretty sure he did some on road back then, like not too long ago. But he uh, he's really fast in stock. He's been he's been fast in stock for the last I don't know. I feel like I've seen his name for the last four years, five years, but for sure the last three years, like up top five, just doing really really well at all these dirt races. Also, I think he's a better dirt racer. I think he's like won some of the national races. That have got not like nationals, raw nationals, but like a series race. Yeah. Um, but other than that, hey, I don't know too much about him. I'm pretty sure he's fast on road. I thought you would have known about him. I I don't know him as an on road racer, honestly. So I I did hear something. Um, the announcer, um, Double D. Uh, a lot of people know Dave Duncan. He had mentioned yeah. that Sammy was an on road racer while while race calling him. And um, but yeah, I I I don't know. Uh, I don't. I've only met Sammy like this year. Uh, at yeah, the I've, never, I've never race. met him. And um, but I, I've been I'm kind of like I think he's a special driver. Uh, I've seen a lot of him and um, I think he could really, you know, he could really make some moves. But the reality is, you know, he also he he's mostly a dirt racer. Um, nothing wrong with that. You know, it's great. Um, he does amazingly well on carpet. Uh, he's won a bunch of races this year already. And um you know, it was good for him to get this like national win in um, in tool drive. And, you know, it, it was really he got put into this position, you know, by his own skill, but also by what a little something I like to call A.E. on A.E. crime. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, in, in the arena I play in, it's usually X-ray on X-ray crime. But um, <laughs> in this one, it was A.E. on A.E. crime. And, you know, it's. It, it's real tight. Like, you know, the top four or five guys at the head of the, of the two wheel drive and the, uh, 
the Wheeler stock mains, they were all right there. Like the best races, if you go to watch on Rewind, were these Wheeler 13.5 races. It, it was basically four to five minutes of four guys all in the same corner. And, you know, if you bobbled, you fell to the back of that little train. And then there was a few guys who could cut back up. And, you know, Sammy was making passes and Jeff Stack was making passes. And kind of the other guys were, they were qualified in front and they didn't stay there. And then every once in a while, they, you know, tap out, they'd get back in like into traffic and they take out their own teammate and you know like you, you can't win national championships as a team like that no. so hey uh i have to we have to give a quick shout out that we're gonna go into the euros aaron kaufman making small waves in eight scale 10 scale doing a lot of 10 scale lately tlr driver from the northeast great family uh Seem to be doing. They seem to be making a lot of mains. Or seem to focus a little bit on tense on more on ten scale this year. So I just wanted to give them a good shout out. And somebody keeps telling me about this. Is it you, Hefty, that keeps telling me about this guy Brandon Foot, or is it yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, in a local in guy. mod. Yeah, but in mod, uh, he he just squeaked in the main. Mm -hmm. uh, at like the JCon race, I think he qualified fourth, and at this one, he only qualified tenth in, in two wheel. Mm -hmm. But that kid's legit and. Uh, he puts in the time, him and his dad do it. So it's like, you know, a good father-son thing. And then uh, there's these these kids I'd I never seen before. Uh, apparently, they're out of San Diego. Lev Levi and Chase Raymond. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those are the shots I wanted to see. God. Say. Wow. They're insane. These little kids, like little kids, they're maybe 12, 11. I don't know how old they are, but they're standing on big big boxes to get you know up over the rail <laughs> no and way. yeah and dude they were laying it down um in in a2 of two wheel uh levi led after a bunch of people blew out he started sixth he, in that race yep he led until the last lap and then he crime he got taken out by an impatient driver Good man. Well, you know what, man? It sounds like it was fun. I'm glad you sound like you had a great time. Uh, you were sending me a message. Riley was freaking out too. He's like, we need to open up a Google now. Not a, a Google documents yeah, for this. I raced Saturday. That's why I don't have any notes in there. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, like if I was watching the race, I would have put a lot, of, a lot of stuff in there. I just, I, I last minute went racing on Friday night and then went racing Saturday, and I wasn't expecting to race. So yeah. Like, all uh, right, I'm gonna sit down and enjoy some nationals, and <laughs> and then I got my stuff, all my yeah. parts and stuff ready. So I went to go race and sweet. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I I I enjoyed watching the mains this morning while I caught up with this, and then of course, uh, what caught up in all the drama of what we're about to get into soon. Excuse me, <laughs> but uh, there was another big race going on this weekend. We're gonna before we go on to that, I like to start out and say thank you to. Some Padal Batter, some Padal USA. Yeah, the, as you guys have seen, they've become a sponsor of the podcast. They also sponsor world champions, including Bruno Coelho, Alex Hagberg, and Ryan Cavallari. Look, look, product placement at its best. I actually have mine here, but I'm I'm gonna do an unboxing, so I haven't opened them yet. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know who Some Padal is, it's a private label brand from one of the largest RC lipo producers in China. The cells in your current packs have probably been made by Sampadal themselves. Sampadal has 4S, 2S, 1S batteries, 
for all your off-road and on-road needs. And the place to buy Sampadal batteries is not on Amazon, but it is. Let's give them shop.sampadalusa.com. I think I got yeah. that right. I got Perfect. that right. Yep. No one needs to give Jeff Bezos more money. Forget that guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and um and you know somebody had a good weekend this weekend because they had two people on the podium uh, and Cav done well as well at the at the at the at the nationals but also this weekend uh and excellent coverage by who i was with last weekend in italy rc racing tv they have a very busy schedule ahead of them so it was right off to trenchen slovakia to Hootie Arena, who I think is one of the best places in the world. Unfortunately, every time a race goes there, it seems to have some sort of drama with it. And ooh, look, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Like, so this is X-Ray headquarters. We had the European Championships. They're touring car, Formula One, stock, and they had and like front a wheel. Was the front wheel European or was it just a like an exhibition class? I couldn't tell you, um, but. You know, I, I knew because I was watching some of the coverage when I was like driving back and forth mm -hmm. um, to the hotel and whatever else. And, you know, if you talk about small turnouts, um, the the European championship scares everyone away. They had 11 heats. That's right, it. I wasn't that many, that many. Um, outdoor on, uh, on, on. So do they have a, a separate? I, I assume they have a separate carpet national uh, Euros as well. I, I honestly couldn't tell. I actually think their Euros is only asphalt. Really? It's it's hmm. only asphalt. Because when you talk with like um, the Germans that uh, I, I know kind of well, they, they want to win two things. They want to win a world championship and they want to mm -hmm. win the Euros in touring car. Okay. You know, they're, they're happy to win ETS races and whatever else. Like, you know, they'd be ecstatic to. But the two that they value the most is a Worlds and a European championship. Okay, so so we got full. So it's funny. We X-ray. Uh, so we got full coverage of this race with less entries, but we got zero coverage of the e-buggy race. And I talked to RC Racing TV about that. They're like, yeah, well, you know, Efra has its budget. And we have to fit it into budget, but X-ray wanted it. Anyway, I'm not getting involved in all of that. We got coverage of this race. It was outdoors. Um, There's a lot of a lot of X-ray winners. <laughs> that's for sure. There's a lot of X-ray winners. I mean, Bruno Coelho came first in mod. Bruno Coelho came first in mod, uh, and Alex, I think, came second, or was it was it Mark? He, Alex, yeah, Mark got second. Uh, Hagberg got third. Okay, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, Hagberg did amazingly well. You know, when you talk about like people needing performances. Mm -hmm. That was a great performance for Alex in touring car. He, he, he did not look, he, and even when you saw his interview, he was, you could see, he was just like, okay, yeah, something went in my car. I need to go fix it. I need to go get a result. I just need to figure it out. And he needs it because he's, he's, I, I, even though he's still very good and very good at Alex's, I think Alex's talent is in, is now graduating to what he can bring to the hobby for, you know, what he does with his social media and videos and what he does at races and stuff like that. I wouldn't sell the guy that race. short. Really? Yeah, really. It, okay, so it's, I'm sorry. It's the I'm disciplines. sorry, Alex. I'm sorry, it's the Alex. disciplines. Like, Alex, um, you know, it, it must be hard to have Bruno as a teammate. Right. All right? Like, and, like, I don't want to be disrespectful for anyone. It would be hard to have Fend as a teammate, wouldn't it? Right. All right? 
Yeah. It doesn't mean the Unless other guy. Well, you know, I but like the reality is, I don't think Cav cares. <laughs> you know, because he's no, like, I've already been there. I've done it. You I know, think Cav needs a team. Yeah, like a, and, a good team. Yeah, I think he's. Well, I think I think he's gonna. That's why he's coming around now. But yeah, like we're talking about Euros. He never got help. Yeah, but he did get. Like he did get far in S-Works. He, he started doing an S-Works at the end of the year mm-hmm. after his end of his. I think he there. did better in Yokomo because he got like podiums with car and carpet. But all right, Euros. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I I think Hagbird did great, and you know, like if if you don't look at the the drama that was around this race, mm-hmm. and you just look at kind of what happened, I think this is a great result for Hagberg. All right, because I kind of had him, and I'm sorry, Alex, my fellow Star Wars fan. You know, I I, I kind of, when I think, I know he's been with X-Ray for so long. He, he was the superstar. He was the Bruno Coelho at some point. And now, like, let's be honest, like, Coelho is number one at X-Ray. Like, it ain't Tasman. I, I'm going to be honest with you, it ain't Tasman. He's like, even though nobody would say that, but Coelho is the guy, he's, 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 it's, he's the guy for X-Ray. And then I, there is a hierarchy. So I know that Alex also has to do well, but Alex travels a lot and he does a lot of these races and he's been re- like, I think since when I was talking to him, like at the end of the year, it's like, oh man, my, my travel schedule for the next six months is crazy. So it's everywhere, you know, and he has a family and all that type of stuff. So yes, great result for him. I think him having the least drama because, you know, like he just kept it cool. I mean, he blew off the like when I saw him blow off the track in in eight, I was like, what the hell? Like he was just going like around on normal corner, and then of course after after a two, that's when all the interviews started and all that stuff. So basically, from what I gather, is that the big drum was tires were exploding. Yeah, yeah. So it it looked like, and there, there's memes all over the place, but the explosion of tires and that you know when you're in a mod car doing at least 60 Mm -hmm. when your tire explodes the likelihood that everything in that car should just be thrown out is very high and that's you know a a real problem yeah the likelihood of your car being okay after that is not very high (laughs) no and so like the last um like big international race that i went to for touring car was the 2014 uh worlds and pre-worlds in Kissimmee. and at the pre-worlds they're running hot race tires and there were blowouts down the straightaway and at that event like kind of two things happened for the worlds number one they didn't run the full straightaway anymore and number two they did something to fix the construction of the tire at the race you mean at at the next event yes okay like the 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 first race was in i want to say april of 2014 and then um the the world's event was uh it was either september or october the only thing i remember was the very next weekend was iic in las vegas so i went from running in florida to going to las vegas and so that was a back-to-back weekend, uh, which is rough. And um, I wanted to do the 12-scale worlds, which is the kind of like the days leading up prior, but it would just be way too much strung together. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, tires blowing out, it's not a new thing. Okay. Tires have been blowing up for years. It's more the, 
What do you do about it when the tires blow up? You can okay, make I get you. track change and make it go slower, or you can fix the tire or buy another tire and use that tire instead. So, all right. Let, so who 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 made these tires? These obviously okay. This, this is the start of A two from. It was Hootie Arena with Hootie Tires. Okay, so this is this is the start of A two, um, which Bruno wrapped up his his championship. Something about Bruno said something. Maybe Mark Reinhardt had some issues with wind. I I was trying to find that <laughs> that interview. I couldn't find it. Did anybody hear that at all? I heard that in the interview. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I, I really hate this because it's like every time a race goes to this beautiful, beautiful facility, it's some some sort of drama attached to it. But this is going to start her soon. I did hit play. Uh, I, when I saw like how upset Reinhardt was and I was like, wow, that's pretty savage. He was pretty savage in, in his comments, right? But the, like when I saw Volker, he just pretty like he was just destroyed like, you know what i Ronald mean and I was just like, looked like he just lost a family member yeah and i was like i can feel his frustration oozing out of oh his, yeah oozing out of his skin because he's just like hey i i'm better than this like i know i am but i can't push this because of this because of this and like that's that's when so i'm a mixed there i'm sort of like this is the so when i see those interviews i see I see Coelho saying, well, we figured out how to do this and we did this and we did that and then we done this. And it looks like we lost Riley. Probably, uh, he probably died. If he comes back in, he comes back in, but he probably died. And, and, and I get mentality, but then I look at like Volker and I hear Reinhardt and I'm less like, oh, okay, Riley's back. It, it, are you back, Riley? Yeah, my bad. Okay. And then I hear, then I hear Volker and the pain and the frustration that he knows, like, like I just can't do anything about this. So I, I'm so I I just get it. Like I I kind of I know it sounds weird, but I get both ends of this. I get both ends. Like champions figure out how to win, right? When you're a champion, you want to win at all costs. And all three of those guys, four of those guys, all champions, they all want to win at all costs. But I mean, all right, come on, this is your world, hefty. You know a lot more about this than me. I this is well, this this is weird. The, the challenge here. You know, I think comes down to, you know, there being a known issue and it not being shared. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, this is not I wasn't there. All right. I'm I'm hearing I'm reading many of the same things that you're reading. And, you know, it, it sounds like. There is really just kind of, you know, uh, I would say a cover up done, you know, it seems where, that way. It seems that way. And, you know, like, it, it's hard to use words like that, but the, the, the regular, you know, the regular body, EFRA, needs to hold the, the actual host track accountable to the choices that were made, and they need to prevent stuff like this from happening in the future. So, because you, you have an odd scenario, which doesn't happen much in, in RC, where the race uh, like the track provider, because it's the promoter is really EFRA. So the track provider is also via, a, whether it's a subsidiary or whatever it is, is the seller of the tires and they okay. manufacture of the tires. So and a sister company to a chassis manufacturer. Yeah, there, there's too many things 
that just smell fishy here. Right. I get that. And it seems to always happen at this, at this, at the actual races. Why I don't know. This? I don't know about that. Like, okay. I, I, and this is where, like, where I think, you know, people in their souls kind of feel it. They, mm-hmm. they like maybe get angry about it. So I don't remember what the prior one was that was like this, but like, I could tell you, I could tell great. you it was, uh, it was before the 2019 worlds when they, accidentally left a lap counter on and somebody got 219 extra laps and they said they were testing out the the track and that caused a big stink prior going into that uh i, I want to shout out to my boy the the extra lap podcast out of england uh that's why i heard it one so i'll shout out to aiden aiden and those guys and i can i can tell there's a genuine dislike if either you either if you're on x-ray you, you love x-ray if you if not on x-ray you dislike them like it's not it, it's like x-ray versus the rest of everybody it seems it's, like it's it's kind of like trinity versus everyone else yeah like, that's what you've it seen seems those like. shirts right yeah so um yeah. i don't know what to say about this but to see champions getting frustrated like that i i just have to question what, what okay so what could have, something's right. wrong yeah something's something's up like what would have what could have been done different to prevent this they said oh, we, bruno said i did this and i did that and i done all of that but i mean they would have known that going into this like they had to well, know this going into this i'm sorry to say like but shouldn't the other people know this going into this as well did the, the, the others not have chance to test these tires well, as Volker- well Volker said that he was he was watching somebody and they were all out. So he he thinks that it was just luck of the draw. Like, that speaking of Volker, just, that's him right there, I think. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. Is this the first race or the second? Second race. This is eight. So yeah, so he just absolutely destroyed his car right there. I, I mean, but don't these guys have access to these these tires as well to test prior or or yeah, he did make tests, and he said they were great tires. He said that um, he he actually enjoyed them, and they're he tried them on two different tracks, I think, and he enjoyed them. He thought they were great tires. He thought they were overpriced. Volker did. <laughs> so, what did we do to prevent this in the future? If what as a like you said, when they 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 cut down the straightaway and they fixed the tire for the prior. But okay, so we need to we need to fix this at this time. Like it, yeah, it sucks that people have to turn on if if that's what they have to turn it on. We we yeah. want to see these guys go as fast as possible. What would what could have been done by Efra or the organization or the race promoter well, the, to make this better? The only thing having to worry about tires blowing off. The only thing that was practical because if you show up at the event and you have a box of tires and they're deemed bad, the only thing you could do is slow down the straightaway, and that means you're going to add a chicane somehow. All right. Um, that would be your only option, uh, realistically, because, you know, sourcing 500 sets of tires, although there's only, you know, like 20, people running the class, right. you know, because it's only <laughs> it's only mod that's happening. That was the problem. problem with hot race tires. So they couldn't get enough tires. And so they just canceled. And like the, the reality is, like, you don't need that many tires for mod. And, you know, what do, what do you do? Like, you know, and the, the weird part is like when I went to the worlds in 14, like I didn't have, you know, ideas of winning the worlds, mm-hmm. but like you're basically forced to buy an allotment of tires. And so you're buying usually it's usually you get to run the tires twice, but 
but they changed it so that you had to run tires new every time. So that just means you're spending twice the amount of money on tires you don't want to run. Mm -hmm. And so it's an unfortunate place for, for like the hobby to really be in. And, you know, clearly it's, it's Ephra's fault for not stepping in. All right. Uh, they, uh, they have to do something. They have to slow things down. They can't have car. Like, I guess for off-road, we don't think of totally demolishing the car. You know what I mean? Well, we're not doing 60, 70 miles an hour and going to fly into they're, something. Solid they're going either. pretty, they're going pretty fast. And like, I'll tell you at that, uh, Northwest race guys were, were sending their cars into the sweeper at the ends of qualifiers, the end of practices, just out of frustration. Right. And like, you know, there's, there was a lot of savagery going on there. Um, but you know, the reality is it's not like you're driving a, a Yokomo dogfighter that mm -hmm. you look at a board and it, and it breaks, like the things are pretty beefy. Yeah. So, you know, the, the on-road cars, they're stronger than they've ever been, but you know, again, they can't handle a sudden impact at 60 miles an hour. So, but Hey, X-Ray wins though. They win the European championships. That's what they want. I know. I mean, what else can we say? They won. But, you know, do they lose customers by doing this? This is true. Do people see through what happened? Or is this the gray area? I don't know. It's going to make I, some really good non-vice champion posts. I'll tell you yeah, that. I did make that. It did make <laughs> even Wonga. <laughs> it did make that. But I just, I just think, like, like I admire X-Ray's will to win. Don't get me wrong. And to do it by their way. But it always seems that something that they do is, and they seem like a great company because the people that seem to get with them, get with them, stay with them. It just always seems to have something always like, look, like obviously after the Eve, Eve buggy euros and Nikki's rant about vice champion and all that type of stuff. And then now, you know, just to have, this is always seems to be something mired with this, this one of their wins. And like, people are just going to say, well, that's the year that, this is the year that Bruno won this because he just didn't blow his tires off because he knew how to do it better. You know, I want to I mean? say this. I want to say this. I have the utmost respect for X-Ray as a car manufacturer. Like they have an incredible team. They have incredible parts. They understand that they understand their materials. They understand their geometry. They understand their team. They understand how to get around. But at the same time, they have so much stuff that they could improve on. It's more like behind the scenes, not even really to do with racing or any of that. It's just like more morality things like where you just don't do things because it's not fair. You know, like try to be fair. Right. Well, this is what I call the gray area. And there's lots of there's lots of races that operate in this gray area. And I'm going to tell you this. The Tessmans are one of these races that do this. I've seen, we said this on the, we said this, Dave, that they've had run-ins with Mayfield. But when I say gray area, it's like little things like putting your car out in front of Mayfield's car, right behind his car while, you know, little things like that to throw him off his game. And just they, they do like when, it, when the Tessmans do everything to win, I think, you know what I mean? And when, that, when I say everything, they do the gray area stuff. It's not bad. It's not good. But it's it's just gray. That's the best Shady. thing I can say. It's it, I'm just saying that's just an example. There are other people that use the gray area. Little look, but you know, 
It just seems that way. And I and X-ray has so, they're such a great company. They can do all of this. They have such a great facility. I just think we need to like like that's like and you have Bruno Coelho, like this guy is one of the best drivers in the world. Like <laughs> if in the world. If like, you had a bunch of B mainers on your team, you know, like I won't say a bunch of names of companies that begin with S's. Like when if if it was run like to try to figure out how do you make a car that's inferior and maybe drivers that aren't the upper echelon win, those are the tr games you would play. But it feels like it shouldn't be the thing that, you know, the top tier, like, you know, best driver and what the luxury the, of RC, the best car, but maybe it isn't the best car. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I think we're going to get a lot of x-ray hate after this podcast. Oh, yeah. What what car was um was Mark driving? Awesomatics. Uh, no. Yeah, Awesomatics for Mark, and then yeah, Mugen, <laughs> yeah we had to Mugen give him the for, plug. Hey, Mugen for Ryan or Volker. Yeah, yeah. But I I really fell for Volker. Like I I like honestly. But you know what? I so before we wrap this up, I I I'm not taking. I, I look. I'm still happy for Bruno. I'm still happy for Hagberg. Their podiums, and I know Ron Art wants a first, and I know Hagberg wants a first too. But I think I'm happy for them. The Viking is going to be racing against these guys in Italy after the eight scale worlds. He's going to do the ten scale. That's super interesting. Worlds. I'm really excited to see what he does against these guys. Um, but I, wow, I was I so shocked at the the savagery and brutality and. And drama coming from the onward side of things this weekend. Uh, it came from exactly <laughs> where I did not expect it this weekend. Yeah, I was it, so pleasantly surprised. I think most people thought it would be the Americans starting all the drama. I was for sure that Brock and Spencer were going to have a, a all-out <laughs> jujitsu fight on the driver's stand. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and and just to make sure, like Mark, <clears throat> I think Mark has three or four worlds titles. Yeah. I need so to get has... him on the podcast. Talk to him. He has some good stuff. He's a good badass offer a driver, too. He can do, you know, he's right up there with Masami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he said fuck on, like, like primetime live television. <laughs> RC television. Yeah, yeah he did. No one he fucking said cares about that. That is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because we freaked out when Hampus said shit on the RCGP feed the other day. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was good. If you guys want to check it out, uh, RC Racing TV covered the entire event. They did a great job of it. Um, and they have no breaks because they're right at Robin Hood right now filming. That's going to be a good Euros, I think, too. I enjoyed. So true story. The last time they had a Euros heard, JQ made the main in four-wheel drive. He drove a Schumacher. And That's Martin crazy. Walanka at X-Ray was also in drama for this same exact race back in 2015 because they weren't supposed to be saucing. Everybody was saucing, but Martin Walenko was openly saucing. Like, and they kind of he became a sacrificial lamb. He got he everybody in the team was saucing, but he's the one they gave up to uh to to the sauce police. So but I think Schumacher's pretty much gonna do well at this race. I mean, you got Orlowski, uh well then you got Lee and 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 Neil and these fast guys too. So it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see. Who's gonna be? Yeah, there. Euros is gonna be crazy. 
Yeah, not yeah, too many eight scale guys going there this year. Like you won't see Rana Falcon Garu and those guys at this one. They're all busy right now. Yeah, they got they they got the the eight sorry, the real Euros. No major the, the nitro Euros coming up in two the, weeks' time. The big boy Euros, right? Yes, that's that 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 that's the whole another rivalry. Canast right now and Angaro. They they are not liking each other right now. They are definitely fully in love with each other. So we got lots of rivalries going on in RC, lots of storylines going in. We got lots of world championships coming up. It was a great weekend of racing. Um Thank you for uh, sharing your experience at at the Florida. I knew it. Jesus. I, at the first ever Roar Carpet Nationals. I need to get Clayton Young carpet on her as well. Off-road. Off-road Nationals. Sorry, correct. Because carpet's the future, no matter what Riley thinks. Congratulations to Rock Champlin, four-wheel drive, and to Fend, who in my book is the best all-around off-road driver at, in, at, in the world at the moment. I hope you heard that Barry Baker and TLR and Horizon. I <laughs> said that three times TLR, on this podcast so far. TLR made things happen this weekend. You know, they could have swept everything. Yeah. I And I refuse to, to continue to pick Finn. So I will expect my uh, dividends, my, you know, my salary for that PayPal from Horizon every month for not picking Finn. <laughs> and he wins. Uh, Hefty, thank you for coming on. It's been a, a, a great having you on. It was a great addition. I think we got to do this some more, especially with, uh, I think you guys yeah. make a great 10 skill, you and Riley, you know, you know, yeah, I, I happy to do it. Uh, if, if the schedules align and you yes. know, like we can, we can probably improve your, uh, on-road coverage a little bit too, in the upcoming year. That would be good. I would, I would like to, um, Learn more about it. I, you know what I what I'm all about in on road is large scale, and that's what I want to do. Large scale on road and the eight scale stuff. I I, I really yeah. think is interesting. You you need to spend a, a few weeks at Steel City in California. That, it looks so beautiful there. That's the place. They those guys love that there, and uh, that's what they're all focused on. So you know, if you ever get a chance, that's where you that would be your mecca then. Right. Also, guys, check out Side Piece Racing. Check out all the other supplies and products that uh, Hefty uh, supplies, as well as, don't forget, the Sampadal USA batteries that you can get from there. Uh, we'll be doing some giveaways of those again in another couple of shows. Thank you. I appreciate that. Riley, where are you to? Yeah, I don't know if you can hear this. Yeah, we can hear you now. Uh, we're going to get good. Tom for Arm 1 on, you, me, and Tom, at some point when he comes off vacation. So that's going to be good. Yep. Thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, Hefty, thank you for your time. I appreciate your time. Thank you to everybody that tuned into us. Ten skill nerd. Well, sorry, two ten skill nerds and one cool guy. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Wait, left to hear ten skill nerd now. Actually, I admire. <laughs> I like that you have. I'm starting to become a stock fan. The only reason I'm becoming a stock fan is because, not because of pink pinions and all that stuff, because there's a definite line between pro and Joe of stock. And that's what eight scale lacks at this moment, I believe. So I, I that's why I like it. Uh, yeah. So I don't think you'll find a, a closer race than those 13, five races yeah. in Wheeler. So check them out if you didn't. I will definitely do that. And congratulations to those guys as well. 
Jake Stakowitz, uh, the guy Sammy Moran. I really want to know why Brendan Shimon was there because Brendan Shimon's been fire on, on in stock right now. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you to all the people around the world that support the podcast. We can't do it without you guys. We greatly appreciate it. And an RC squad. Shout out to the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys. If you wish to be a patron, you can. It's in the, the written description of this podcast. And of course, of course, we can't do it with all the awesome companies that support us. They are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, JQSM, G Spec RC Tuning, Sun Pedal USA. Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC. Check out the DRA shop, the jtpshop.com. Shout out to my boy RC Kevin and just to everybody that supports us. Thank you, Hefty. Thank you, Riley. You guys have anything you want to say to the listeners before we leave? Everybody's oh, quiet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, listening to podcasts, stuff you guys are producing is great. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I almost want to go run a nitro motor, but you know, like it just rains too much here to consider that. But other than hey, that, uh, you know, the Pacific Pacific Northwest has a great eight scale community out there. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. For the six weeks that they get the race. They do they, a lot of they, indoor racing too. Really, yeah. really. Riley, are you there? Yeah. What's your plans? Yeah. It's Hobbyplex this weekend, I think. Um... So right now the INS layout is getting put in for uh, Hobbyplex, the audio original Hobbyplex in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, don't worry if you missed out; you still can't or you can't get in because the entry cap has been full for about a month and a half now. But that's going to be coming up in two weeks. This weekend is a club race on Friday to break the track in a little bit, and then there's like something going on at the track Saturday because it's the second, and they don't they're not racing, but like just a fun day at the track um and then yeah next weekend after that is ins so i've been getting ready for that super, super excited um Great. yeah i i see that you nice sent me a message that your phone is hot and is lagging so that would explain your bad audio we definitely have oh, to yeah. get riley up our laptop yeah. and get him set up riley thank you for your time good luck look good luck at hobbyplex thank you guys for your time you know what that's it nitrous to glory e-buggy pays bills about 10 scale was paying the bills today. Thank you, Hefty. Thank you, Riley. We guys are out.